You're listening to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 164, Scared You'll Choose the Wrong Nursing Job. Did you know your nursing dream job is out there? But it's not something you find. It's something you create. And I can show you how. I'm Abby Sanchez, and I'm a life coach for nurses. Using my experience at the bedside, along with my psychology degree, I help nurses build confidence, manage overwhelm, and fall in love or back in love with being a nurse. So come along with me and I'll help you create the career and life you crave. You ready? Let's go. I do not enjoy the feeling of indecision. To feel stuck and worried you're going to make the wrong choice. Not a fan. Zero stars for indecision, <laughs> from me at least. So if you're scared about choosing the wrong nursing job and you feel like you're stuck in indecision, that's what I'm going to help you with in this podcast episode. And I know, you know, right now there are a lot of new grads out there who might be thinking about which job to take and have different opportunities and you're stuck in indecision about that. But this definitely isn't just a new grad problem. So there could be a lot of you in various situations who might be unsure if you should switch jobs or which job you should take, which opportunity you should pursue. Like maybe you're a travel nurse and you're like, what should my next assignment be? I could go to Montana or Louisiana. And you're like, I don't know what to do. Like, so you're feeling confused and conflicted and, and stuck, right? Or maybe you are working on a unit at your hospital, maybe you're on the cardiac floor like me and my husband, and you're trying to decide if you should switch to a different unit. You're like, should I go to the ER or the ICU or or maybe start working as a charge nurse or a manager? So you could have a whole bunch of different options in front of you. It could just be switching jobs within your same facility, switching specialties, advancing to a new role. But when we have these decisions in front of us, a lot of times it feels really heavy, right? We're like, I don't want to make the wrong choice. I don't want to end up at a job that's terrible, that I'm miserable in. And so because we're so scared to move forward, we just stay stuck in this miserable place of indecision. So if that's where you're at right now and you're feeling scared and worried and conflicted, then that's what I'm going to help you sort through today. All right? It's going to be a ton of fun. You ready for it? Okay. So as we think about this, first I want to ask you, like I feel like the question in our minds when we're stuck in indecision or the fear, I guess, that's in our minds is we're scared we're going to make the wrong choice, right? Like for me, that's what's in my mind all the time. Like I want to make the right choice. So I want to ask you, what does that mean to make the right choice? What does it mean to choose the right job? So I want you to answer that for yourself. When you're thinking, I need to make the right choice about the job I take, what does that even mean? So for some of you, maybe it means I want to choose a job that I'm going to want to stay at for a long, long time. Making the right choice means I choose a job that I'm really happy in. So maybe 
That means you really enjoy the work that you do, the specialty that you choose, the tasks that that entails, the population you work with. Maybe choosing the right job to you means you make a lot of friends where you work, or it's really convenient with your schedule and your work-life balance and your family. Maybe it means you choose a job that you end up being really good at, that it just comes naturally to you and you feel like you excel in that role. So what does it mean to you? What does it mean to make the right choice? And how do you know if you've made the right choice in your job? Like if we fast forward a year or two years from now, what would have to be happening in this job for you to be like, yep, that was the right choice. Now I know I made the right choice. And how would you know if you made the wrong choice? What would that look like? So I just want you to picture that in your mind to really like define what the right choice means to you. Okay. And then in the rest of this episode, we're just going to blow that all up. (laughs) Cause what I want you to know is maybe there's not a right choice. Maybe we'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. But first I want you to see that the reason this is so hard and conflicting is because how you're most likely defining the right choice is based on all these things in the future that we can't know right now. We're like, I need to know how this all plays out. I need to know who my coworkers are and what their personalities are like and how we click and if we hang out outside of work. I need to know what kind of patients I'm going to be seeing, if they're going to be pleasant or grumpy. I need to know if I'm going to be really good at this job or not. I need to know if the manager is going to be as flexible with my schedule as they say they're going to be right now. So in order to make the right choice right now, we have to be able to see the future. And that is impossible, right? And so it makes sense that we get stuck in indecision because we're like waiting for information that we can't possibly get. We're like, once I know the future, then I'll move forward with my decision. I totally caught myself falling into this the last little while. So you're not alone if you're doing this. You're not crazy. But I had these ideas about ways that I could support you guys, some different programs that I wanted to create that I was super excited about. And I had two different ideas that were drastically different. But what I was stuck on was I was like, I can't read their minds. I don't know what all these nurses really need from me. What would be the most helpful? But that's what I was trying to make my decision off of. I was like, I need to know what's going to be the most helpful to them. I need to know what they're going to be most excited about. And I asked on Instagram and collected information in different ways and based on all my coaching experience, what I felt you guys needed, but I still couldn't know for sure. But I realized it doesn't work that way, right? Like we can't know the future and wait until we know the future to make our decisions. And so what I decided was between these two options, I'm excited about both of them, but there was one that I was like, I'm kind of on fire about this one right now. I'm super excited for this one. This one is really lighting me up. So that's what I'm going to do. So to not leave you hanging too much, what I'm going to be doing, and you'll hear more about this to come, is I'm going to be helping you guys in your romantic relationships. 
I love getting to coach on marriage and dating relationships and that kind of stuff. I think it's so much fun. And these coaching tools have helped me in that area of my life so much. And so I'm excited to bring these tools and help you guys in that context of your lives. I know a lot of times as nurses, the stress from our jobs can put tension on our relationships and just the stress of daily life can be hard. And so I'm going to help you create more connection, more gratitude, more peace, less conflict in your romantic relationships. So in the next little while, we're going to be putting way more emphasis on that. I'm still going to be helping you a ton as far as like your nurse stress and things going on in your career, but I'm going to be adding another element to it and really stepping up my support with your relationships. It's going to be a ton of fun. But that's what I did. I just decided this was what excites me. This is what I'm curious about. I'm just going to go in that direction and decide it's the right choice. So for those of you with your job hunts, let's look at what you do know right now. Instead of making your decision off the future and all this information you're like waiting to get that's not going to come until you move forward, look at what you know right now. What hours? Are they asking, what's the specialty? What are the team members? Like, what's the turnover rate? Where is it located? What experience do you have with this specialty? And does it excite you? Does it light you up? These are the things you can look at right now. The facts, the tangible things that you can know about this job, and just your own intuition and your own emotions and drive and passions. So check in with all of that and then decide to make it the right choice. Okay, so here's what I mean by that. This is what drives me when I make decisions. And sometimes I do get caught up in that indecision thinking that there is a right choice, like I just said. But what pulled me out of it was remembering there is no right choice. You make it right. That's what I always remind myself of. There is no right choice. You make it right. Okay, so here's what I mean by this. When we think, I just hope it's the right choice. I hope I don't make the wrong choice. What we do is we give all the power over to the choice, over to the options, over to the job, right? Like we say, I hope it works out. That gives the job all the power, the situation all the power. See how you're kind of removing yourself from the equation? I hope it works out. Like, like it just has to do its thing and hopefully it works, right? Or we say, I hope it's a good job. Then the job has all the power and it's totally controlling our experience. Or even when we say, I hope I'm happy there. Even though... It kind of sounds like we're keeping ourselves in the equation, like, I hope I am happy there. What we think is that the job is what makes us happy or not. So again, we've given all of our power over to the decision, over to the job, over to our situation, and it leaves us powerless. It's kind of like playing a game that requires zero skill and is 100% chance. Like I was playing Candyland with my daughter today. And Candyland is such a boring game. <laughs> but I just power through. But Candyland is 100% chance, 
right? Like there is no skill involved. It's all just flipping a card and seeing what color square you're going to move to next. And sometimes you flip a card and you move to a specialty square, right? With like the candy cane or the gingerbread man or whatever. And you get to either go way ahead on the board or you fall way back on the board. But none of it requires any skill. You're not able to manipulate the game in any way. Whatever card is at the top of the pile, that's what you're going to get. And that's what's going to happen to your little player. I was Boots because it was Dora the Explorer, Candyland. <laughs> but that's what happens to your little player, whatever comes up in the cards. And I think a lot of times that's how we think about our decisions. We're like, I just have to make a choice and then I get handed this stack of cards and I'm just going to have to keep flipping over the cards and doing whatever it says or feeling whatever emotions are handed to me. Either I'm going to flip the card of really awesome coworkers or I'm going to flip the card of really terrible coworkers. I'm going to get really lucky and flip the card of fulfillment, which is like getting to jump ahead on the board. Or I'm going to get unlucky and flip the card of boredom or the card of chaos and stress. You see how disempowering that is to think that our life is just a deck of cards being handed to us that we can't control, we can't manipulate, we can't do anything to change? Now, I know we think, okay, well, I could decide to leave that job and get a new deck of cards, but then we're just at the mercy of that deck of cards. When we think of it that way, we have very little power or control. And so it makes total sense that it becomes so scary that we're like, I better make the right choice. I hope I get the right deck of cards. But what I want you to know is there is no right choice. You make it right. Okay. This is such good news because then we get to just throw out the deck of cards and we get to start creating our cards. We get to learn strategies that help us in the game and create the experience we want in the game, in our life, right? So let me tell you two ways that you can make the choice right, okay? So you make a choice, you make a decision, and then you make it right in these two ways. The first way is you can make it right by choosing to love it. Often we think, I hope I love it. I hope I'm happy there. I hope I feel fulfilled. No, no, no. Then you're at the mercy of the deck of cards. Instead, I want you to realize it's your choice. You can choose to love it if you want to. So I think of it like my marriage. I choose to love my husband. It's not something that just happens to me. It's not something that just happens to any of us in our relationships. We don't just happen to love someone or not love them, especially in a long-term relationship. It's a choice you get to make. Actually, above our beds, I made this lettered artwork that says, I want you to be my husband and I want you to be my wife. Because, well, Part of it is because that's the way my husband proposed. He said, I want you to be my wife. And so it was kind of that extra symbolism there. But also I love it because it reminds us that we're choosing to want each other. And that's something that we continue to want every day. 
And so I choose to love him. And the way I choose it is by how I think about him. I could tell you guys about my husband. My husband's name is Marcos. And I could tell you true things about him that don't sound very great. Right? I'll, I'll tell you some of them. I won't tell you all of them because privacy. <laughs> but I'll tell you some of them. Like I could say he loses things all the time. He loses his wallet, his keys, documents. Just He loses things. And he forgets to clean up after himself sometimes. He forgets to put away his basketball or his gym bag. And he leaves orange peels in the cup holder of the car. I don't get it. Who does that? (laughs) But the point is, I could tell you these things about him. I could make a long list and I could tell you things that bother me, things that are irritating. I could just go on and on if I wanted to. And that's going to make me feel one way about my husband, right? But I could also tell you a completely different story that is also equally true. I could tell you that my husband is the main initiator of dance parties in our family. He will come down to the kitchen when he wakes up from, because he's a night shifter like me, so he'll wake up in the afternoon and he comes down. A lot of times he'll cue the music from his phone onto the Bluetooth speaker and just start blasting it really loud before he's even come down the stairs so he can make like a grand entrance and start dancing. And the kids love it. Like they start jumping up and down and dancing and it's like a party when dad comes in. And when he puts our kids to bed, he's really awesome about recognizing what our kids' interests are and helping develop those. So my daughter, she goes through different phases where she's really interested in different animals or snakes or tornadoes or whatever. And I will come in where he's putting her to bed and they'll be watching a YouTube video about whatever she's fascinated about right now. And now he started coming down and and putting it on the big screen TV so that she can watch it on the big screen and see these things that she's fascinated with. And he lets our kids help with housework and with tasks that kids really slow things down with. Like my husband has been out working on this retaining wall in our yard for a long time. It's been a ton of work. But he lets the kids come out and play with the rocks and help shovel rocks into the wheelbarrow and dig in the dirt. And he's so patient with them. He lets them just be involved, be part of the family and part of what he's doing. And he's really good at including them. So notice how these two different stories I have are drastically different, right? They are both true but they're so different and they create a different feeling. So depending on which story I'm nurturing and focusing on, I'm going to feel differently about my husband. And this is the same for you guys as you think about your job. There are a million true stories you could tell about your job. You could tell the story about how it's really chaotic and no one knows what they're doing and it's so disorganized. You could tell the story about how you're underappreciated by your patients, by administration, by your other staff members. You could tell the story of how you're terrible at your job and you're never good enough and you're really slow and you're the worst one there. Or 
you could tell equally true stories that feel a million times better. You could tell the story of how you're in a period of transition and things are evolving and changing and there's so much opportunity for growth. You could tell the story of a patient who's really struggling. You could tell the story of a patient who's really struggling, who has some behaviors that are challenging, but it's a really beautiful experience to see in a way that is just so human. It's just so real and raw. You could tell the story of how you're showing up every single day, even though it scares you, even though it's terrifying, even though you're not very good at it, but you're brave and you're improving and noticing that growth. You could tell the story of your coworker who is helping out, who did something really kind and thoughtful. There are so many ways we could tell the stories of our jobs but I want you to choose that intentionally. And so when I say you make the choice right by choosing to love it, I want you to know you don't just go into a job and end up happy there. It's what you choose to focus on, what you choose to think about it, the story you choose to tell. And you can tell that story, that more uplifting, positive, fulfilling story with whichever job you choose. That's why the job isn't powerful. That's why the decision isn't powerful. It's like, oh, I just get to choose whichever one sounds the most fun to me, whichever one sounds like it would work out the best with my life. And then I get to choose to love it. I get to choose to nurture the story that feels better to me. Okay? So that's one way. But I want you to know, oh, actually one thing I want to add to that is as you do that, I don't want you to expect that by choosing to love it, it means you're going to be happy all the time. If you think I'm going to choose to love it and 100% of the time I'm going to be happy and fulfilled and feel great there, you're setting yourself up to feel really disappointed. Okay, so going back to marriage, I choose to nurture the story that feels better about my husband, the loving story. But I don't feel loving every second. I still get grumpy I still get irritated. I still notice flaws. I still make requests of him. We're still growing and evolving and go through the struggles of being in a relationship. Like everybody. And that's how every job is. But if you're nurturing the more loving story, the story where you choose to love it, then when you come against those hardships, those flaws, those challenges then you approach it so much differently. You're approaching it with way more patience and compassion and understanding than if you had been nurturing the other story that feels a lot more terrible, right? Then we have no patience. Then we're like, oh my gosh, another thing. And it just all feels like it's piling up and getting really heavy and overwhelming. So you're not going to love it all the time. You're not going to be happy all the time. But based on which story you nurture, you can feel way better at baseline. And then when you run into challenges, you'll approach them and handle them totally differently. They'll feel way more manageable. Okay. All right. So on to number two, the second way that you can make it right is by making it right in your mind. Okay. So what I mean by this is 
sometimes you're not going to want to choose to love the job you're in or the situation you're in. You might choose a job and you're like, you know what? It feels really unsafe here. Or I really don't get along with my coworkers, or I don't like the way things are handled, or I'm just not interested in this population, or it doesn't work for my family. Like you may get into a situation and you're like, I actually don't really want to choose to love it, or I'm just ready for something else. And that's okay too. That doesn't mean you made the wrong choice, right? So going back to how you defined the right choice and the wrong choice at the beginning of this episode, Like if you're thinking the right choice means I want to stay there forever and I'm happy all the time and I love it, then it either means the job has to just work out perfectly that you naturally love it or you have to choose to love it. And what I'm telling you is those aren't the only options. Those options might be what you're hoping happens is like, I'm just going to choose to love it and I'm going to want to stay there for a long time. But also you can make it right by making it right in your mind, even if you decide the experience is complete. This happens sometimes, right? We are in a job and we're like, oh, this isn't what I was expecting. And I don't really want to do the work to nurture a positive story and and grow to love this job. Or there are some things I really have a problem with that I never want to love. I always want to think that's inappropriate or unsafe or whatever, right? So in those situations, it still doesn't mean you made the wrong choice. You can make it right in your mind. So again, with relationships, we have a lot of relationships that don't lead to long-term committed relationships or marriages. Most of us don't marry the first person we date. It's not like we get in a relationship and we stay in that relationship forever. Or even if you do get married, sometimes marriages are complete. Sometimes marriages end and they're supposed to end. But that doesn't mean you made the wrong choice. It doesn't mean that just because you don't marry the first person you date that you shouldn't have dated them or you shouldn't have dated any of the people along the way. Every experience we have, we learn from. We grow as a person. It's important for our development and getting us to where we want to go next, to helping us find the relationship that we do want. So that's how you can think about your job. Even if you decide, you know what, I think this experience is complete. I don't really want to do this anymore or stay here anymore. That's okay. It was still the right choice because of everything you learned from it. Everything you went through, the skills you developed, the people you met, the experiences you had, even if they were challenging. None of it was a waste of time. I think that's one of our biggest fears. We're like, I just don't want to waste my time. I don't want to get into a job that I'm not going to love, that isn't the specialty I want, and just have to change jobs later. That would be such a waste of time. But why do you want to think about it like that? You can decide none of it's a waste of time. So that's how I like to make decisions, you guys. Making decisions is really scary when we think we have to know the future. When we think we have to know if it's going to be a good experience. But you can decide 
there's no such thing as a bad experience. Even if it's uncomfortable, all experiences are valuable. All experiences are helpful. All experiences are right. So just decide now, this is the right choice because I'm going to make it right. And again, that doesn't mean you have to stick with it forever. You can also decide as you get new information or have new experiences, you can decide that it's complete. That's totally fine. But you can still choose to believe it was the right choice. You hold the cards. And not only that, but you get to create the cards. And these are some of the strategies too, right? This is a strategy game. You can learn tools to create fulfillment, to create joy and lower your stress. It's not all just chance. Best news ever, right? So make your decision with confidence. All right, have a beautiful week. I'll talk to you later. Take care.